Thank you for joining me today. You are listening to The Aaliyah Destor Show. Here, I'll share with you tips, inspiring stories, and life hacks on becoming the best version of yourself. I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions mm-hmm. about like, you know, when it comes to like pre-COVID, okay. what did business look like for you January, February? And this is conversational, so I'm not looking for anything. 30-second <laughs> sound bites? <laughs> no. Uh, Pre-COVID, um, we were doing very well. Uh, we had come off a fairly good year last year business-wise. Um, January and February are typically down months for attorneys because everybody's getting their Christmas shopping bills and they don't really want to hire lawyers at that point. So it's usually a pretty quiet time, but we actually had a fairly busy January and February. Um, we, we have a variety of, of services. So we do litigation, we do divorce and family law, we do um, a fair amount of uh, estate planning, we do uh, uh, types of services that don't really have seasons. Mm-hmm. So for example, one of the things is that you know people make their New Year's resolution, a very popular one, is to get my estate affairs in order. Mm-hmm. And so we were busy doing that when COVID hit. And um, and so you know the firm was sort of humming along just fine. And when, when you know COVID hit, we were probably at you know our normal capacity rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then what happened when COVID hit and since then what's happened? Okay, well initially there was fear. Um, in fact, we applied for the a payroll protection plan loan like everybody else and we were uh, telling our people in fact we started putting together contingency plans back in late February early March looking at what was happening in other countries and thinking gee if they do start shutting things down we need to have some contingency plans at least for the people that work for us yeah. so we had some plans in place and um, when they started making the announcement about things being closed um, we told the staff you can stay home we'll make sure you get paid don't come in don't be um, uh, don't be rush to get back. You know, we'll make sure everybody's taken care of. We want everybody to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were kind of ready for it, I think, a little bit ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ended up not really being that necessary. Although early on, it was great for me because I would go to work every day and there was no traffic and I was the only person in the building. Mm-hmm. So it was perfectly safe. No way to catch COVID when you're the only person there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was quiet. The phone didn't ring. I got tons of work done. I got amazing <laughs> amounts of work done in, in April. Silver and lining. Yeah. Silver lining. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, but then, you know, for example, my assistant said she was bored at home, wanted to come back. I said, fine, come back. Mm-hmm. So she came back to work and the other attorneys were working from home and still managing their cases as best they could. The hardest problem for us being a, uh, primarily a litigation firm or even the, on the estate planning and the probate side is that we were stuck dealing with the court schedule that was constantly changing because oh, yeah. of the edicts that were coming down to them. And the courts were having to scramble to keep up with uh, changes in um, their interactions with the public, which basically meant shutting down for large periods of time and, um, and putting cases off and scrambling around. And for those of us who do this for a living, we know how bad the court calendar gets backed up when they have a snow day. Mm-hmm. This was like six months, eight months of snow days. snow day. days all compiled, yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been a challenge, but I think particularly here in the Northern Virginia legal communities, I think reacted very well. We've all worked together pretty well to do that, so we were able to keep on working. But the initial COVID scare for us was a, a few weeks, and then it seemed like we were back to normal. Wow. And so do you feel like during the pandemic, or I guess we're still in it technically, um, has business had an uptick? And if so, why? Oh, yeah. We've been, um, we've been busier the last couple of months than we have been in years in terms of new clients, new development. For two reasons. One, 
I think is that there were a lot of people that were afraid to have in-person meetings. Mm -hmm. um, we have a conference room table that's six feet wide, it's round, and uh, we're able to accommodate the social distancing and the other rules that they were putting in place for businesses and still able to have in-person meetings. And I think a lot of people were very appreciative of the fact that we were still meeting in person during that time because you know, even though we had our masks on and we're distancing, uh, meeting with your lawyer face-to-face -face and talking about things that may you may not want to talk about over the phone or over a Skype call um, or uh, Zoom or something, um, a lot of people I think really appreciated that. So we had an increase in business of people just saying, you were the only law firm that was willing to meet with us. Yeah. Secondly, I think a lot of people were stuck at home, started their own businesses. Mm. We've had a big increase of small business startups uh, over the last couple of months. Rightfully so. Yep. <laughs> Incorporating <laughs> people, you know. I have people stuck at home working, maybe saying, you know, I always wanted to try X, so I'm going to go out and do it. And uh, we were available to help those people, and it's been fantastic. And those businesses seem to be doing very well, too. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so when it comes to like estate planning or what's the other word? Is it estate planning? Estate you, planning, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, when you die, like... What well, happens? Is that what it's called? Is it called like trusts? Well, so yeah, so uh, wills and trusts are what you do ahead of time, mm -hmm. and then probate and estate administration is what you do afterwards. Okay. Um, I will say that the estate administration was a challenge early on because we, one of the first steps is you have to get somebody over to the courthouse to meet with the probate clerk to get appointed as the administrator. And when they weren't having those appointments, you think, okay, well, we'll just put those off. No big deal. But when somebody has passed away, and they have a house or apartment that needs to be taken care of, they have credit cards, they have utilities that need to be shut off, they have houses that need to get sold, and nobody has the authority to do that. That was a challenge early on. Um, the probate clerks were some of the first to sort of figure out how to get their jobs done so that the citizens could get out and do what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. But for the first few weeks, that was a big challenge for the probate side. Not okay. so much anymore. We seem to be getting beyond that. Okay, I was just thinking like more people are like, you know, the fear of like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. What am I going to... You know, we, there's a lot of things that we expected <laughs> to happen. So, no, <laughs> there's a lot of things that we expected to happen yeah. in the law and a lot of predictions that just didn't come true. One is that there would be a rush of estate planning. People facing this big danger would run out and want to get their affairs in order. That didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I think people are generally lazy and this didn't stop them from being lazy. In fact, <laughs> they, they encouraged lazy, a little bit of laziness. Um, estate planning is a very personal thing. You can't really rush it. People will do it when they're, when they're ready to do it. When they decide, now is the time for me to get my affairs in order, I'm going to do it. And I don't think this was either scary enough or hit home hard enough that people really ran out and did that. So we didn't see that. Uh, the other thing that everybody predicted is that there would be all these divorces. There'd be mass yeah. rush for divorce. Oh, yeah. All these people who stuck in the home together realizing they're gonna I either really have babies <laughs> or they're going to divorce. <laughs> or both. Or, <laughs> yeah. Turns out I don't like this person very much. <laughs> and uh, we did not see that. In fact, if anything, I think we saw a little bit of a decrease in the divorce. Mm -hmm. And it may be that people having to spend time together, they actually decide, no, I actually do like this person. Mm -hmm. You know, and instead of rushing past each other and competing schedules and all of that. Crap, uh, i got to figure out how to deal with them. No. Yeah, and how nice is that that people actually got a chance to focus on each other for yeah. a change, um, whereas our busy life, especially here in Northern Virginia, is crazy, um, crazy expensive, go -go. crazy busy. Yeah. And if you have kids, you know, they're running around chasing after piano lessons and soccer and karate and all of the other things, plus school projects. Um, the idea that families actually got a chance to be together a little bit was probably a good thing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay, so, so number one, amazing that you guys are doing so. <laughs> Well, uh, even better than, you know, January, February. But in terms of like, what would you say to somebody who is in a position where they're, they are struggling a little bit or a lot of it, 
in terms of mindset or anything that you learned during this time period um, or even just like motivation? Well, one of the things that I learned, and I think I always knew it because being an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs have a positive outlook. You, you can't get into any kind of business with I hope I don't fail kind of mentality. You have to go into it with the, business, with the mindset of I'm going to succeed. <laughs> but yeah. I think what we learned and hopefully what we learned as a, as a culture is that um, all of this is survivable. Anything that anybody throws at us, uh, it's not going to destroy everything. You know, we're not going to have a Lord of the Flies erupting on the streets just because there's an illness. When there's an illness or an emergency or uh, something that, that sets us back, what we do is we figure out a solution, we work together, and we overcome it, and we make jokes about it. And that just says fantastic things about our culture and our society here, particularly here in Northern Virginia. The spirit has been generally optimistic mm -hmm. after those first few weeks. Uh, I know that there's the, the camp that scoffs at the COVID and says it's all a, a scam, and there's the other side that is, uh, you know, uh, saying that, you know, COVID is, is like super dangerous. Like we would get Nobody's hate taking, messages yeah. right here on this video, right? <laughs> right? Like, where's your mask? Where's the plexiglass? Where's the, yeah, <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's terrible. But for the most part, I think uh, if, you, if you go out in the streets, you go out yeah. into town here, people are optimistic, they're upbeat, uh, they're finding ways to cope. Uh, just if you looked online, even early in the COVID pandemic, what did you see people putting videos online? You know, here's me learning to juggle or here's my cat yeah. doing something funny. And I think as, um, as a people, we've really under, underestimated our ability to not only survive things, but survive things in good cheer. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> it's true because the zombies didn't come. That's right. Uh, we, killer hornets. Killer hornets. Or wasps at least or whatever they stayed, were. Killer bees. You know, they <laughs> they kept themselves at bay. Um, aliens haven't come yet. That's true. And the earth has not opened up to swallow us whole. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really have done well. And it's been a great time, I think, for small business. I think one of the encouraging things is to see people really focus on supporting local businesses. Yes. Making a point to go to that local restaurant or that local coffee shop as opposed to the big chain. Now, the people that run the big chains are often small businesses too. Most people don't know that, but they're yeah, franchise, the franchise holders. Yep. Um, but the, the, the outpouring of support for small and local business has been near and dear to my heart because a lot of my clients are small businesses. So it's been really great to see. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Anything else you want to share with our listeners? No, if that's, uh, if you have any more questions for me. No, I think we're good. All right. Thank you. You bet. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this conversation. And I hope it inspired you. If you'd like to learn how to hyper-attract your powerful tribe to successfully launch a business, movement, or idea, please go to aliyadastor.com and sign up for the free three-day challenge and learn how you can get started today for free. Thanks again for tuning in, and I will see you next time.